Guys, as I lay in my bed at night counting sheep, I can't help but wonder who are the 10 best clubs in Europe? Because you got pedigree, you have form, you have so many things to consider. And I thought, if I'm thinking this, surely somebody else is thinking this. So TJW found its problem to solve for this week. Guys, episode number 184 of the Jersey Wall podcast is the 2023 power rankings, the 10 best teams in the world right now. We hope you enjoy. but this has got me wondering um what's your favorite jersey on the back there i, I don't know i've never asked you this yeah you've I've never, never asked me that's a good point what that's, is your favorite jersey because uh, is it is it player is it your club is it style of jersey is it is there a meaning behind it that you were given it that you wanted because i know there's a couple of those this could I've be my whole, you that. you've never asked me that you're right and this could be this could be an entire episode by the way like when we talk yeah. about the Nate Santos episodes, when we were going to do like the Nate Santos's best poetry lines ever, this would be one of them. Like Nate Santos' yeah. top 10 jerseys of all time. We Actually, can do a one of them. Of the jer- and just like stories of how you acquired We them. absolutely should. This was something that I was, that I had going on a while on my old TikTok account, the uh, jersey wall behind the wall. And yeah, there's an explanation yeah. of why I have certain jerseys, which is cool. I used uh, to like those. I don't know why you stopped doing them. My account got banned. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, but... I had to reset it. So now I got to grow the brand. Now again, you got to do it gotta, again. Yeah, I got to do it again. Exactly. Anyway, if I had to pick, okay, so the Pacific jersey that I have, don't you remember the one I work up with? Yeah, the ago? white and black one. I like that one just because it's Canadian, right? It, what it represents in terms of like the indigenous community and the fact that they're close with Pacific. I think that's cool. That, no, that's like someone technically doesn't they hate. love Asiago, like, you know, Asiago cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches. You know that? Why? You know that guy? What's wrong with that? That's yeah, the, that's, that's the, like that's the high Crazy, pick yeah, of a... like oh only drip coffee that's been brewed right. for twenty four hours. <laughs> it's true. It is a really nice jersey, but it's a very nice jersey. It doesn't count because it's not hanging on this wall, right? That is true. And you if said it was so nice you would hang on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> I just like wearing it to be honest. And I'm out of room, but it, and that, okay, that tells me everything I need to know because you don't like wearing jerseys that you care about. I don't want to hurt any of them. That's the problem I know is that they're arts, right? Like, okay, okay, let's do it. Let's go through it. If I wait, let me introduce ourselves first and then we'll go through it before we get into the power ranking. This could be a power ranking of jerseys, guys. I think you know by now, right? 184 episodes in. Obviously, I'm the host, Mr. Nathan Santos, aka Master Chef Nay. And with me today, brethren, welcome back, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always good to be back. You look nice. Thank you. So do you. Thanks, bro. All right, let's get back to these jerseys. Okay, let me see. All of them have a story, dude. That's a really hard question. You think one of them is it like if I say another one? Is it like, no, I don't think they're going to care. Like one of them is just going to fall on you while you're asleep. Yeah. They bring the rest of the wall down. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest. The 100 year memory one. Is that the one? Yeah. The 125 year the commemorative one kit of Man City is a big deal, right? Because that's just like. Surely the Ronaldo jersey. for 2016 is an is a important jersey in, in your yep. life. The Ronaldo 2016 one from when Portugal won the Euro. That was a really big deal. The Benfica jersey from when I went to the Stade yeah. Rouge. Like, dude, that was one I of the I know Tiota like, used to be your guy. Uh, rest in peace. was but... my guy, bro. Like, rest in peace, Czech Tiote. That was a huge one. You know, the Totti one, actually, I think might deserve a shot. Is it? Because, okay, the thing is with the Totti one is I forged... If I had to pick ones, it probably wouldn't be, a, like, commemorating a player because I really like the ones that I have that commemorate players. But it'd have to be ones that have, like, if you're asking my favorite ones that are sentimental to me, right? Like N'Golo Conte winning the Premier League with the Leicester one. Mm-hmm. That's a freaking sick ass jersey to have, right? Because like, that's one of the, that's the greatest sports story of all time. Yeah. 
But when I bought that Roma jersey in Rome, in the Europe, you kept getting high fives from Italians. And I put it on, bro, in the streets of Rome. And I'm getting high fives by the locals. And they're like, yeah, Forza Roma. I'm just like, dude, wow. Like, what a special feeling. Because I, I didn't ha- that had never happened. Imagine if they before. knew you were Portuguese. I know. Imagine, <laughs> that was just like, dude, at the time, I was just like, yeah, Canadian, bro. I had the Canada flag on my backpack. I was like, I don't even, I don't even care for this, bro. I was like, this dude's just a legend. And I could like jerseys. It would probably... Hutti's up there. It's, I had a similar thing deep. wearing we the need, we need an episode Dude, we, we need, need an, an episode, episode about this. Put me on the I spot. Didn't, too. I, didn't I didn't want to like make this a whole thing. I thought you'd have a... I thought no. you would take five minutes and then you'd have one in your mind. No way. But, no way, okay. bro. If you... Like, give it to me for the next episode. Bro, like, even my, my TFC jersey here signed by Lorenzo Insigne. Like, that's a big deal, dude. It is a big deal, but it's not, it's not... It's not the... It's not maybe the most sentimental one. You know what I mean? It's, it's very signed one. It's very different, bro. It's very different. Put me in a... That's like a I have I have a much. jersey signed by Brian Robson, but that's not my favorite United jersey that I have. You know, that's like true. it's, <laughs> it's, it's one a good of the greatest captains of like in the history of our club, but it's not my favorite jersey. Yeah. So yeah, it's absolutely fair. Oh man. Okay, let me come. Let me come back to you on that. Yeah. One. yeah. Okay. I want to tell well, the full story. We're gonna do a whole prepare and then one eighty five. We'll we'll do that. One eighty one eighty five is gonna be our Champions League recap, bro. No. Well, waiting around this time. Have like you know what it's gonna be, bro? No, I got it. I got it. I got it, brethren. I got it. And then we're gonna watch exactly right. Episode two hundred is going to be the Jersey Wall episode. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be the ten best poems of all time. It's point. gonna be the yeah. It could be right before the Champions League final. We'll, we'll double down. We'll make another. Episode. Yeah, where's City playing? <laughs> episode. Yeah, literally. City just won the Champions League. And I'm just like, like, nope, no, sorry, care. no, no, no. Episode. Like Barney in uh, in How About Your Brother? No, it has to be Petra. That's going to be us for this one. Number 200 is going to be my 10 favorite jerseys, the 10 sickest poetry lines ever that I've written, and then just lots of bro talk. Much like this one, bro. I like starting with bro talk. It's, a, it's a fun to open the show this way. Yeah. Anyway, we already do the welcoming. I think we did. Episode 184. Guys, we did. We the did. power rankings. Power rankings are a tricky topic, in my opinion, because as the person compiling this list and it is a list it's not a ranking notice how i said compiling of this list bro like this is it, it's deep cuts here for us it's so ingrained when i put in one through ten and i've omitted some pretty big dogs into my 2023 power rankings it's because i have to set context around this so please like put an asterisk on this part guys Show listen extra hard let's even do the, the thing i'll do in the classroom where we're gonna and everybody sort of claps <laughs> back and then they, they're like okay what's this guy on about Right here, right now, the 2023 power rankings have been determined by some mixture of pedigree, like quality of sides and form. Okay. But I can't stress enough. It's the 2023 power rank. It's not like up to this point in the season who have been the best sides because we can see that in the league table. January then, basically. Effective January 1st Mm. to present day, who have been the 10 best teams in Europe. Okay. Okay. And that's an important distinction to make. Because that limits pedigree. It, pedigree might edge it if two sides are really close. You go, okay, well, if these two played each other, this team would definitely win. And I get that, bro. Like some of the teams that I've omitted would, to be fair, beat some of the teams in the top 10 should they play each other. But so that Chelsea's is not, not what the power rankings about. No, they are not. <laughs> Chelsea is not part of this. These are the 10 best teams in the world right now. You could say it's form, but I think three months of form is a pretty decent, is a pretty decent window to look at. Maybe two full months, right? 
Like it was yeah. all of January and all of February. This is this is a little bit With more no than international break in between. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's pretty consistent as of the new year because that was a good break for everybody, right? So yeah. since the World Cup, and I think it's important to to lay that down here. Okay, so I want to start with number ten. And don't worry, you will, you're going to call me out on, on some of these, dude. And I'm, I'm prepared for it. I know. I'll entertain the discussion. We'll, we'll discuss each of them. I want, you to bring, I want you to bring, you know, words of harm to me and, and call me out <laughs> as to why I made these decisions. Uh, and then when we get to the, the honorable mentions, I can't stress enough. I think you're really going to, like, be suggesting to me that these ought to be hard. But like I said, if you listen okay. to that asterisk, this list will make sense to you. <clears throat> and number 10. Having played 14 games this season, I believe that Porto are the 10th best team of 2023. I can't right? complain much about that, but okay. Porto have played 14 games. They've won 11. They've lost, or excuse me, they've drawn one and they've lost two. But the two that they lost were to Inter and then a domestic game. But it was in a day, it was in the span of three days. Okay. Now, when you remove that and you look, and I said, it's just for 2023, but for Porto specifically, Porto have only lost one game since October before mm. that bad week. So it's like the form that Porto is in is actually pretty ridiculous. That's why we gave them the edge for their Champions League match against uh, Inter anyway, right? They ended right. up losing the first leg. I get it. It was only 1-0. It was only 1-0. And they had a bad week. They lost two games that week. Right. They've won, not just like not lost, but pretty much won almost every other game since October, dude. That's you know, crazy. like unbeaten since October. And then in, in January, it kept up the same. They had one bad week. Why do I have them as low as this? They lost twice, bro. Bad week can, can slip. You know what I mean? A bad week yeah. when you've played eight weeks, it, it has some bearing, bro, right? And the fact is, we know um, in Europe, which was their biggest test, they lost. And when they're playing domestically, they're cooking, but they're still like eight points behind Benfica who are in first, right? right? So I can't put them higher on this list, but I think they've earned enough to crack the top 10. Okay. Um, if I'll, that, I'll reserve judgment based on who you've left out and slid Porto in. And as I say that's, it, that's I, I think, right? So you have that's to, number ten. That's yeah. number ten. And as, you, as you have I to say leave it, people out, and I and I kind of want to see who you left out and slid Porto in. So as of right now, not knowing the rest of the list, I don't have anything to say about this. All right, it's a good opener for for us here. Uh, and to be honest, any Porto fans listening should be a nice thrilled. Amuse-douche. Yeah, that I that I included you here because you guys know I have <laughs> zero interest in being kind to Porto, bro. But you know what, bro? One bad week. Yeah, Porto has to be doing well for you to for me to them acknowledge here. them in yeah. any capacity. Uh, moving up to number nine, having played eleven games, and this is what I found really interesting, bro. There's there's a huge discrepancy between how many games have been played between some teams and others. Yeah. Some teams in 2023 have played like almost 20 games, and others have played about half that. And you go, holy I know, man. So many teams have been playing like two every two and a half days. Basically. Right. And you're like, dude, what a gap that is to yeah. like in terms of points accumulated, you could say, okay, well, they got more points, or maybe they have less points, but they play twice. You have as many to do games. points like, per games. It's almost, yeah, you'd have to do points per games to deduce it. I didn't do that. I looked at Overall I somewhat form. considered that. Yeah. But very, very little. Uh in ninth place, I have Union Berlin. Okay. And if we recorded this episode last week, bro, Union Berlin might have been higher because you know I'm a strong, strong advocate of the Bundesliga. You know I love me some Bundesliga. And having played 11 games this bit. year, seven wins, three draws, one loss. Their one to loss, who? brethren, who did it come to? Bayern Munich. The Bayern Inevitable. Munich in the match that put Bayern back on top uh, of the Bundesliga. Yeah. Meaning the only, lo- and you can't really fault a team for their only loss being Bayern Munich, to be completely honest. Right, because 
them. They weren't Union Berlin have been overachieving like it's nobody's business all season long. And when we did our power rankings in it, what September, October, somewhere, somewhere in that range that we did power rankings, I think we were admiring that you that Union Berlin were at the top of the table or near it at that time. Yeah. Then we uh, had and October, November, December, January, <laughs> February. A whole World Cup happened. Literally. And only just now did they lose last weekend to Bayern Munich to now be in third. Now the gap to the top of the Bundesliga table is six points. I don't know if they'll close that. All right. Right. Union Dorm- Berlin Dorm- are going to fill in the picture, but I think Berlin is. Dortmund and Bayern. It might be a two-horse race here now between those two clubs. But if Union Berlin, and we have no reason based on based on their form here in 2023 to assume that they will continue to slip, it seems like unless your name's Bayern Munich, Union Berlin are going to take points from you, and most of the time it'll be three. And I think that's pretty remarkable for them. Yeah, I don't mind that. What um, they're playing Roma in the Europa League, right? Is that mm. the situation? Maybe they lost out. To That's them. a good I question. I have no idea. That's an excellent question. Because I was factoring more their league form in here before the the continuation of the Europa League because the Europa League got delayed because they had to play their round of thirty two, right? Right, like that, to just as the eliminator. So they in the Europa League beat Ajax, and now yeah, they did. will. Which is crazy because Ajax dropped down from the Champions League, and people yep. people sleep, slept on that a bit. Yeah, they well, they drew now... the first leg, right, and then they smacked them up in the second. Oh, they're playing the other Union, Union Saint Gilloise, Saint Gilloise. Where's that team from? Belgium. Sounds probably Belgium. Saint Gilloise, <laughs> yeah. Union Saint Gilloise. Belgium. So, all right, well, yeah, that's what's happening. So they're they're still in the Europa League. Wait, does that I does got that one, factor bro. how it, it's how a uh, going to go? It's a Union of Unions. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know, man, because they've they've continued to progress in this competition, right? At the at the time earlier in the year when we were looking at this, they were comfortable in their European group and also flying at the top of the league. And to be honest, I can't tell you why they're so damn good. They still have to play Goldman in April. They still have big games to play. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that that Union Berlin are going to win the league. All right, I, I really don't. Yeah, I think yeah. We can have a whole Bundesliga conversation another day. But if you're looking at whether you look at the entire season or in 2023. Union Berlin were not a team that blitzed the start of the year and have been poor recently. And, you know, the fact that they acquired all those points early on kept them this high. Bro, one loss in 2023. And to be honest, they barely played January, right? Because the the German break goes pretty deep. They barely played January. So they've played 11 games in the last six weeks or so. And they've produced... Must be nice. 25 <laughs> points almost like not bad at all from from a side who i don't think anybody at the start of the year would have expected all this from them so i i want to keep watching out for the yeah, Berlin story but next round in the champions league i mean i mean excuse me in the europa league who says no who yeah. says anything as to start i mean them here, does bro? anybody know anything about union saint gilles do you know i think there will be them? the second best union uh in this i think that's very safe to say right <laughs> Because I don't think they're, I mean, if they're first, then damn, bro, we got to have a whole conversation about what it means to the Belgian league. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Moving in, can we move up to number eight? Let's do it. There's a, I will say there's something I would argue a substantial step up in pedigree here, moving into number eight. Um, And I want to hear what you have to say, bro, because I I think that you'll be interested to hear where I have this team. Please don't say Um, Tottenham or anything like that. Do you know me? 
Yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. You know me. You'd never put Tottenham in in the top 10 of anything unless it's the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Like, unless it was teams to disband in 2023, (laughs) it would be Tottenham number one. It wouldn't be this low. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that would be the only time that they ever cracked. trophy for Spurs. Yeah. (laughs) Put it in the cabinet. (laughs) At number eight, I have Atletico Madrid. Okay. Interesting. In 12 games played in 2023, they are seven, three, and two. Their two losses have come to Barca and Real Madrid. Okay, so business as usual then. Pretty like safe for a third place team here to be, right? Because to be honest, if you look at what Atletico Madrid have been able to do since they got dumped and like horribly dumped, by the way, from the Champions League, right. that was embarrassing. That didn't happen in 2023. They've been able to solely focus on getting back to what they do domestically and what they do domestically largely at their best atletico madrid they're not a team who beats you one nil they're a team who tries to score a lot but really predicates their system obviously the simeone style on defense i think they've done that they got a lot of clean sheets they've scored a lot of goals and they've only lost to the two best teams in the land again judgment will be reserved based on who else missed out (laughs) it's it's really tough to say because i don't really keep up with atletico madrid i don't know who does Mm. It's you're not really watching La Liga for Atletico Madrid, um, but uh, they lost, anyway. did they lose the Madrid derby or was that a draw? The most recent, well, they lost. That's yeah, just it. Okay. They, like their only two losses have come to Real and to, and to Barca. That was their most recent one. But then yesterday against Sevilla, they lit them on fire. Are they solidifying their place in third right now in La Liga? I would actually argue, based on their form, they might be shooting higher than that, to be honest. And and Ooh. you could probably look into okay, how legitimate of a claim that is. But you have to understand, you look at who are they chasing? Real Madrid, obviously, because I think Barca are going to run with this. I mean, they Madrid are, are seven points ahead with a game in hand. So right. that could be 10. That It could be 10, but I don't think Madrid are much closer to catching Barca at the top anyway. So if Atletico Madrid are just going to focus on finishing third, Great. That's their only focus this season. Real Madrid will think that they can win the Champions League regardless of what their form, because we know your Real Madrid in the Champions League, they don't need form to go smack people around, right? So I think Atletico Madrid's ambition for this season will be to finish solely on, because they're not in any other competitions. The only thing they have to focus on is La Liga. And I think doing that will help them tremendously because based on what we've seen this year, why not? It's not like they don't have the pedigree to win La Liga. Now, they won't catch Barca, and it'll be a tough time for them to catch Madrid. Don't get me wrong. But they have the pedigree. Simeone knows how to win games in this league because it wasn't that long ago, brother. They won it, right? Two seasons ago, yeah, it was two they, were, they were La Liga champions. I just, I don't they won't think be champions again Madrid, this year. To be honest, I really Maybe don't not. think that's going to happen. Maybe not. But Madrid's form this season, and I'm sure it'll come up later in this episode, has not been fantastic. In fact, it's been pretty poor right now the only thing that i would give the consideration to for real madrid is that i would entrust their pedigree in the champions league more so than domestically because i think they know all right we're not going to win the league we can keep chasing barca but for what maybe their ambition will be okay let's make sure we don't finish behind athletico but go for go for the champions league bro and if and if thing only have one uh competition to focus on if atletico madrid only have one competition to focus on I honestly wouldn't put it past them for them to make it a really like close push for second with Real. Yeah, you don't really a Simeone team is not the one that you want to have a week's rest between games. You know, oh. like yeah. you don't want to give this guy time to learn how to 
literally break you down and, and make sure you can't right. do the same thing. Just ruin your afternoon, bro. Yeah. Because, you know, you think, okay, well, we're going to be frustrated by the fact that we can't break them down and we can't score. But then they put six past you and you're it's like, so disappointed. Bro, yeah. Screw you, man. Like, hey, this is not what you're, you're supposed to frustratingly beat me one nil here. Not <laughs> run through me. Okay. Screw you, Simeone. And um, maybe we can entertain this discussion on another day about the, the duration of Simeone's contract. And we've spoken about that. At some point, I think the lack of European, you know, success might um catch up to him especially because like we said time moves so fast bro it wasn't that long ago that they won the europa league but it was a long time ago that they won the europa league you know what i mean so it's like it's not like they've never won anything in europe they're champions league finalists twice and and came up short all of these are conversations for another one of the greatest teams literally probably the greatest team to ever freaking do it in that competition so i think eighth is a pretty comfortable place to put them they have lost twice but they've been to the two best teams in the land. Yeah, that's true. We, we comfortable with that? I think for now we are. Yeah. And then, bro, once I get through this 10, feel free to rearrange. Them. Okay. Feel free to, to tell me how you would rearrange them. Because I think I've made, like, I think I'll end up making, by the time it's all said and done, strong arguments as to the places. But, I mean, if we're flipping, like, seven and eight, for example, I, I'm not going to argue. Really yeah, I can much. totally see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving into number seven, having played 14 games this season, Inter Milan have been pretty Inter. remarkable. Inter right? Milan. Inter. Interesting of me, if I do say so myself. 10 wins of the 14, two draws, two losses. They beat Porto in the first uh, leg of the Champions League group stage, yeah. which to be on, or, sorry, uh, round of 16, which to be honest surprised me because I yeah, didn't think I, they would. I was backing Porto for that as well. No, me too. And and to be honest, bro, Lautaro Martinez is cooking, mm-hmm. cooking like anti. It's basically, I think they sent all of his bad attributes to the World Cup, <laughs> and they topped those up with the winning spirit of a World Cup winner. And then they brought it back to all his good attributes that stayed in Italy because That's dude, hilarious. He's been on fire. And to be honest, a lot of players in this Inter team have been on fire. This we know Barella's output has been ridiculous. Hakanoglu yeah. has. Um, or excuse me, Chalinoglu has has produced more this season in terms of like growing into games. Even to be honest, Hendrik Mkhitaryan has had to step up in, in some really like big absences and, and boots to fill when Marcelo Brozovic w- was away. Wait a minute. Mkhitaryan's not in Roma? No. What's going on? Oh, Mourinho. That's what's going on. He's like, no, not again. <laughs> See you later, oh, bro, he's, Yeah, he's cooking in center mid for as a 34 That's so old. funny. At Inter, and I honestly, I've been pretty impressed with what they've done. Because listen, let's be real. They're not going to catch Napoli. They're not going to catch not anybody in catch Napoli. But that doesn't take away from what they have done, right, it, to, to start off this year. No one's going to catch the team in first place. And in terms of Champions League, well, dude, if they lose to Porto, they probably don't crack my top 10. Even well, though their the form thing. is decent. Are, are you backing them now to, to see the job through against Porto? I like what I'm seeing, bro. And okay. and that's just it. I feel like, you know, the honestly for us, especially because we talk a lot about Lukaku and how much we dislike Lukaku, I think that we and many, many people in the world see something of a gray cloud over Inter Milan as the Lukaku cloud. Like, oh, he's he's kind of bringing negative energy to this. But in terms of performances on the pitch, bro, like Barella's this season, one of the best midfielders on planet Earth. And uh, Lautaro Martinez is murdering up top 
And defensively, they're pretty resolute. So they're not going to win the Serie A. But in terms of the Champions League, I'm now developing this sneaky feeling that they could push for something more. And to be honest, bro, if they get knocked out, then this looks like a bad take. But if they don't and they go through to the next round, you're looking at this like, yeah, Inter are now in the final eight of the Champions League. That does make them one of the eight best teams in Europe by, mm. by many people's consideration, right? Like, why not? Yeah, uh, I see your argument there. Um, definitely with, with their form being taken into account. It, it's just I'm not prepared to say that Inter can do serious things in the Champions League had if they beat Porto, right? I think Inter is one the draw, of the teams. Right? Yeah, I think if, if it's the last state, a lot of teams are going to be like, give me Inter. You know, I think yeah, a lot probably. of teams are going to be be wanting to look out for Inter and say, okay, if I get Inter, I'm, I have a very high chance of going through, especially if it's like a City or a, or someone yeah, like that, well, or Madrid. See, that, I, I would find those games really interesting because there's an argument in life about, you know, would you rather have to go up against somebody who has nothing to lose you're very dangerous when you have nothing to lose because who cares what yeah. happens to you? But you're also very dangerous when you have everything to lose, right? Because you know there is no margin for error. Right. And if Inter are the team with nothing to lose, you better put somebody in front of them that has everything to lose because that would be the only equal of, you know, uh, you know, in terms of either pressure or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's just it. Like, if you have everything nice to, to lose, you're fighting for more. <laughs> Get Inter. Wouldn't that be something, bro? Be Wouldn't that be something? Because Inter handed Napoli one of only two losses yeah. this season. Or, you know what I mean? So, Inter have a little sneaky ability in them, and they got some players who are difference makers. I don't like taking the, the pro-Inter side. I, I'm, that's not the side of Milan that I tend to resonate with. But I can't deny it, bro. In 2023, 14 games played, 10 wins and 14 games played. Really ain't bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's, it's decent form. And can't they have the advantage. Can't complain much. They have the advantage. Let's see Absolutely. Let's see how they progress from there. Uh, moving into number six. Here we go, bro. I like this one. Okay. I don't know how you'll think about this. Moving into number six, I got Benfica. Okay. That's your boys. I got it. It's my boys who are also unbeaten in 2023. They, yeah, they're... One more can you ask for, right? I mean, they can't do much more, bro. They haven't lost in 2023. Take just take this in. I know this just the league table goes beyond um, the, the the current calendar year. 62 points, eight points clear of Porto. Suck it, Porto. <laughs> they have one loss all season, which came on December 30th, right? So yeah. it was just just wow, before the turn of the new year. They've won 20 games. They have 58 goals for. They have a goal difference of plus 45. Plus preposterous. When you remember this, they haven't lost a beat since they lost Enzo, by the way. And that is like the real marker of this side. Because if you remember back in August, Mina, you remember what I what I said about Benfica? I don't remember what you said. I just remember you saying that if they can keep Enzo, I think they can do serious stuff in, in the Champions League. Is that what you were alluding to? Largely. What I said okay. about Benfica was this is the team that was going to surprise us this season. I think that they could. I didn't say if they keep Enzo because I thought they would keep Enzo. I didn't put that contingency right, in place. at like, the time. He just yeah. joined. Right. I was like, what do you mean if they keep him? He's been here for one day. Like, of course, they're going to keep him. Then they ended up losing him four months later. But that's, that's, that's a different thing. I believe that the squad that Benfica assembled was a squad that could surprise a lot of people uh, in Europe. I th I've, the words I used were recreate the Ajax esque run in the Champions mm -hmm. League. And they started destroying everybody in fact they even topped the group with psg in it it was okay, that's, that's something that happened 
it was looking very good. Then they had the World Cup break, which basically took Enzo from the team because Enzo was MVP, right? And in that time, they haven't really suffered with his absence. Now, that's not to say they won't suffer with his absence. I still think that the the Champions League prediction in particular won't go as well without Enzo because we know what a difference maker yeah, he relies is. heavily on, on him being there. For sure. But systematically, Enzo's role in the team has been filled like the position that that he has to, what he has to do has been right. filled just obviously not to the same level right because the the quality of personnel that benfica have who are secondary to enzo are just not world class but florentino luis is like maybe not world class but a freaking difference maker in the team who disrupts the rhythm of everybody who they play against right the finishing of gonzalo ramos this season like the levels he's taken into developing into this monster of a striker preposterous Rafa Silva is back because he was injured for a little while. Yeah. This dude lights up, lights up the middle of the park. Just give him the ball and just watch what he does with it. And he just has fun. He just makes things happen. Davinettis returns to form. Uh, João Mario, I have to tilt my hat too because, you know, I have been a hater of João Mario. <laughs> I have hated João Mario for years and years and years. And this season, he's come up in massive moments with game-winning goals, with penalties to break deadlocks. Is he earning your respect a little bit, just maybe just a touch? Uh, he absolutely is, bro, yeah. because this is the thing. Like, as the facts change, so too does my opinion. This was a player who I thought was really underwhelming for a long time, who is now delivering for a club that I love week in and week out. That's a big deal. And then you look at the back, and Antonio Silva, who emerged out of nowhere, out of nothing, is becoming a fringe, next great, like, world-class center back. Like, he has all the attributes, and he's put and the consistency of performances to reach that level. And I don't know where Benfica turned these guys out from. Plus, it's Grimaldo, bro, like, I don't know they how never this skip a beat. still there. I, I don't it's understand. Crazy. It's remarkable what Benfica do year in and year out. But this season in particular feels like the top of the cycle. It feels like this is the year that the squad's yeah. going to blow up. And it's already started, right? Enzo, they lost Enzo after four months, bro. They made, you I'm, know, I'm sure they're going to lose Gonzalo Ramos. There's definitely Almost be. certainly. Yeah. Almost certainly, right? They, they almost have to. And, and to be honest, Benfica will probably find the people to replace them in the team when the time comes to do so, but that will be the start of the next cycle. Mm -hmm. This is the top of this one, meaning like right here, right now, it's all about what Benfica can do. And listen, I'm not going to say Benfica are the best team in Europe, even though they haven't lost a game really all season, right? Like they lost to Braga on December 30th. Wow. That's it, dude. That's you know crazy. what I mean? Like that's pretty much the entire thing. So that's actually really impressive. Right. So I've been very, very impressed with everything that Benfica have done this season. And I think that they have a very serious chance of continuing to turn a lot of eyes to, to, to really deliver on what the top of the cycle means. Cause listen, in terms of the Primera Liga, like it's not, it's not close. They're going to smack, right? Like obviously they're, they're going to win that. Right. 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 The lack of identity in the Champions League, bro, I just, I really wish Enzo stayed because that would have made me more certain of the team because we're at a year in the Champions League here where a lot of the best sides are lacking identity. They're lacking oomph. They're lacking that's the, quality of personnel, but quality of consistency big time for a lot of these teams. That's why a lot of and, people don't want to face Napoli because they know exactly what they're doing. And that's just it. And, and they're definitely going to come up later. A lot of teams who have solid identities oh, will I find imagine. their way at the top of this list. But, you know, the fact that Benfica had and continue to have a very, very strong identity, even though their quality is a little bit lower, I, I think that the consistency will supersede 
the lack of world-class players and necessarily like funding of superstars because bro they're they're i would say the sixth best team in europe right now but to be honest you put them up against teams who i have above them in these top five i think you get some real real interesting games honestly can't complain too much fair enough need to see what the top five is though as we move into the top five bro the pedigree steps up again i can't lie Okay. The pedigree. So we had the pedigree. We, of, we got levels know, now. Nine, from... ten, and then we. This is almost like a staircase. Yeah. Don't think of this list as as just a pole with with checks on it. Think of it as as a staircase, right? We're going up, and then we're going up here, and then we go across. And maybe we skip a couple steps there. and we go up a little That's bit more. That's just it. So this one we're taking. Uh, you know, we're we're running up the stairs like we're eight. We're gonna go two steps at a time. Just push ourselves up. Got it. It's a it's a calisthenic step here. Uh, with seventeen games played in fifth place, I have Barcelona. Okay. Uh, surprisingly low, but Barcelona I'm, are, I'm are assuming your one. European form is going to come into account here. Barcelona have played 17 games. They've won 13. They've drawn uh, two and they've lost two. They are bad in Europe, but, and I made a video about this, bro. Yeah. Are they the best team in Spain? Because they're right the, now, geographically, they, they are, yeah. they're the best team located in Spain, right? And and they won El Clasico and, and that's great for them. They don't concede like almost ever yeah. right it's it's pretty ridiculous and in europe the fact that they're so poor in europe and they were knocked out by united plays a massive role in the fact that they're not higher in this list because to be honest if they if they did beat united mm-hmm. i would probably say barcelona are a top three team in europe right now i don't think so i honestly don't because i think if they, they beat united and they were cooking the way that they are in domestically you don't think that they'd be a top three side in europe no i don't think so because Maybe top four then, because the way that I have maybe it, top four, the top three I have are tough, bro. Like to separate these top three. To be that's the thing is it, because I don't think people would have said like people would have just said yeah, nice win, but it's still Europa League, right? Like the expectation mm. for for both Barcelona and right. is not to play in the Europa League. So you're right. It's yeah, it's a nice win, but you know it was on a Thursday night, so I don't think it would have shifted <laughs> the scales too much. Right. Fair enough. And that, that puts a, a blow on your Europa League win then, bro. No, it's, win it's true. A it's, it's, a very, it's a very good win. And both teams were were very like difficult and both teams played really well. But at the end of the day, it's not the competition that th- these two teams need to be playing in. Like that's yeah, the asterisk that's that both Barca and United fans took into it. It's, it's that these are two of the best teams in this competition right now. One of them is going to win. The other one's going to go home. But at the end of the day, both teams are trying in their domestic campaigns to not be here come next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I, that's actually a really good point because to be honest, I, I mean, we'll have to, like, I really want you to react to my top four, basically, yeah. and and some of the absences before you can weigh in on on what day of the week they have in their European competition. Yeah, because listen, I, I can't get over how good Barca are domestically. Like, I think that shouldn't go unnoticed. I think it's when you have crazy. a team it's who's crazy how lighting their... Right, like a team who lights their league on fire, who can score. I know they lost to Almira and they lost to um, to thing before that. Barcelona have not really conceded very much in this league. And for all the question marks, Barcelona are always going to have question marks because basically you could be about as close to perfect as you possibly can be. And the Barca fans will say, why aren't we perfect? Mm-hmm. Right. So there's always going to be like, it feels like they're, they're worse than they are when, to be honest, bro. Yes. They got dumped from, from Europe and that, that really, really sucks, but they're probably going to like 
breeze through the rest of uh, the Spanish campaign, both in terms of the the oh, internal no, right. Spanish competitions as well as uh, their league. Yeah. Fair. Plus 17 That's games fair. played, bro. They didn't play 12. They didn't play 13. They didn't play 14. They played 17, bro. That's a lot of games. 17, and they took points from 15 of them. 13 wins. Like that's and without really conceding very many in those games. Pretty so good. pretty decent 2023 for Yeah, they, they barely concede. <laughs> I think it's what, like nine on. nine goals conceded in, in La Liga or something like that. Something stupid that's like insane. that. Single digits, bro. Like, come on, man. Um, moving up to number four. I think you know this team pretty well, Mina. It's actually it's a team called Manchester United. Hey, let's go. I don't know. Well, I had a sneaky suspicion you would have put us in the notable, the the honorable mentions. No, I, I have to put why. United as high as they are because today's result, which we yeah. won't talk about, has no bearing on what United have done in 2023. In my opinion, it's very true. right. Like they blipped and they blipped hard. Big time. I can't like we can't argue that yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a close like whoops. There was like oh. Damn, it's, like that was a listen, real, real if, problem. If you want my opinion on it real quick, it was the worst defeat I have ever seen from a United side, like 100%, like in right. my life, because I think it's the biggest defeat in the league since like 1992. So, mm. and to come against Liverpool, it makes it even worse. So it's, it sucks. But again, like you said, I think it's a blip on the road yeah. rather than, than this is where the team is. 100%. Which is what yeah, it felt it, like last year when we got picked by them twice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, dude. It's a bit like it's just it. It doesn't change anything for Liverpool. I mean, maybe you could argue it changes a little bit for Liverpool. I think it's really big for their top gear. four campaign. I think it's really You're probably really right, but not for the power rankings. No, yeah, which is kind I of agree. where I was at with this. Like, they're in terms of Liverpool. Liverpool are not one of the ten best teams in in Europe this season. Not so, right now, at least. In terms of form, they haven't been great. They had, they destroyed United today. Congratulations, yeah. that won't happen again. You know what I mean? So, you know, some days you have a bad day at the office. Some days you have a really bad day really at the bad office. Day. That was this. But if we're going to look beyond just today, they have the most teams of any other team in Europe, bro. They've played 18 games. Nobody has played more than Manchester United have. And they beat, they dumped Barca from the Europa League, right? Yeah. They win pretty much every game since the World Cup. And it's led by some terrific players, including Marcus Rashford, who, okay, didn't, didn't score today, didn't have his best game today. But before today, leading who the yeah. charge here. <laughs> who did? There was a bad day at the office. Yeah, I think United are 13, defeats, 3, but... and 2. Two defeats yeah. in 2023 out of 18 games, bro. That's insane. Think about what a Premier League season is. A Premier League season has 38 That's games. That's so true. 18. <laughs> There's 19 like games midway the through season. the campaign. They've played half a season's worth of games <laughs> in two months. The Premier League campaign is nine months. Yeah, that's insane. You know what I mean? So they've played so many games and they've won so many games that, to be honest, you know, I I, I can't really say much to, to argue them. They, they're not an honorable match inside. Manchester United are a team. They beat City in the in the, uh, in the the Derby. They beat right. pretty much everybody that they play against. Every time they play, they play to win. And they do win. Yeah, and I think and so, that's, that's what cost us today, right? Like, I, I don't think at any point in time... Um, Ten Hag was like, okay, let's do damage control. I think he just went all out, right? Um, and the system is the system. The system is the system. And I've spoken about this before with, with Pep and even Klopp and stuff, like just dying on the on your hill. But um, in terms of since the World Cup, I, I 100% agree. I don't think teams are taking us lightly anymore. Um, 
Last Ooh. year, when we lost big to Liverpool, it felt hopeless. Now it just feels like a blip, and and I do have hope for the rest of the season. We picked up a trophy in, during that run, so that's always nice. Um, but it is something needs to be said about how quickly Ten Hag has turned this around, especially after the the World Cup, with games being played to every two days, two and a half days. Yeah. Um, so all credit to the team, you know, with with how thin this squad is in certain really important areas, right? Like if you lose Rashford, if you lose Casemiro um, or one of Varane or Martinez, it's a very different team. I think because that spine has been able to stay fit, um, the fitness issues around around them have not been as important. So right. very- And the chemistry, to be honest, like they've been able to play so much that, and we've spoken about this, but it's such a theme. The chemistry and the consistency will outweigh the quality. And Manchester United do not have the best team in the Premier League, not by some distance, not the best mm-hmm. team in Europe by some distance, but they know what they're doing. They know what they're about. And sometimes they get blown out. And to be honest, the scoreline today was almost like, sometimes you lose by such a margin that it's like, nothing needs to be said. Like if you lose like 3-0, you're like, you didn't work hard. And if you lose 4-0, you're like, that was embarrassing. You lose by the distance of today. You go, all right, like what? Like I'm, you're not going to kick somebody when yeah. they're down. It's like, bro, Literally. you know, you fucked up today. That can't ever happen again. And everybody in the dressing room goes, that, yeah, that we, can we never, never, no never one showed happen up. again. Yeah, exactly. No one showed up, period. Now we just, we'll move on to the next one. Because, listen, for Liverpool's limitations this season, Liverpool are a team that can run through people if you give them the chance. They beat Bournemouth with, like, what, 9 nothing, 9-1 earlier in the season? Very true. They're capable of blitzkrieging. They are very capable blitz. of it if they turn up. And you don't need to motivate them on a derby day like today, right? Like, it's no. it's going to be their cup, everybody's cup final playing in a derby match, so... You know, yeah. you don't need to motivate them and, and they are still capable of it, which is what they right. showed today. And to be honest, my when I sent you the, the text before, I was like, no, bro, it doesn't like today's result doesn't affect who the 10 best teams in the world are right now, because let's be real. United won't be below Barca because mm-hmm. they beat them. <laughs> right. and They won't be ahead of who I'm going to put in third place, yeah. which is Arsenal, because Arsenal are better. Yeah. Arsenal are at the top of the league. Obje- objectively, Arsenal have been. So I'm like, there's nowhere the else that I can England put right United. So, <laughs> you know it's I mean? very, Arsenal. it's very objective. Let, let's transition to Arsenal. Who, by the way, United have played six more games than Arsenal. What? In 2023. Arsenal have played 12 times. In that's insane. Well, I mean, because they're both they're out of both cups. True. That that's very true. And they finished first in the Europa League, so they didn't have to play the the playoffs mm-hmm. to get into the round of 16. So exactly. I get it. That's that's insane, though. Having only played 12 times, like you think of what that does week in, week out to your squad. It's it's huge. With just marginally more rest. They can afford to be thinner and to develop that consistency in their squad and not make rotations where they probably ought to. But to be honest, they've been pretty fair with their rotations. It's been, I can't really fault Arteta. They haven't got a whole lot wrong. They, much like um, Porto having one bad week, they had a bad fortnight. Yeah, they slipped. They, they slipped, slipped big time and it looked like they, the title was... They had an early, like a late January to mid February, like, oh my God, what are we it's doing? Like, <laughs> who started it? Exactly, bro. Give your, props. Slip, bro. Give your team some yeah, props. Give your team some props. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they had a bad spell in that time frame where they drew against Brentford, which had a referee fired, by the way, for a, for a misuse of VAR. That could have been a win. But they lost three games in, in two weeks then. Here's the thing with Arsenal. I don't like talking well about <laughs> Arsenal. We don't like praising them by any stretch. Arsenal do not have championship pedigree. Okay. Yeah. I understand the history of the club 20 years ago. That was one of the best teams 
of all time. I'm not going to dispute that. We know Very the true. legends that came from them. That has zero bearing on the players playing today because 20 years ago, Arsenal squad average age was two because their squad <laughs> average age this year is literally 22 years old, right? Like that's the average age of their squad. So none of these players, mind you, Zinchenko has championship pedigree. Jesus. Jesus has been injured. He hasn't helped during 2023. Yeah. I'm, right? sure so I'm thinking like who has championship place, pedigree? Right? Fair. I mean, in terms of impacts on the pitch, right? Yeah. I'm sure... Can you name me another? I, I don't know, know where Shaq is getting his, his mentality from. Like they the redemption arc on, on this ago. guy. Bukayo Saka has, doesn't have championship pedigree. Neither does Martinelli. Neither does Trossard. Fucking Eddie Nketiah. Like, neither does Nketiah. Trossard just showed up from, <laughs> from Brighton, bro. Yeah, the, only guy, up, bro. the only guy is Jorginho. He's won a couple of trophies during his time. I guess, like, he maybe added he a just little bit won. of it. Like, you know what I mean? It's really just Zinchenko. Both of the center backs, Ramsdale, bro, none of them. Zero. Yeah. But you know what they have, Mina? They got what some they real have? pedigree. They got some real resilience. Sorry, they got some real resilience. They do. They do. They, it's they so are annoying, resilient. And that is about equal to or greater than the pedigree. When, when you're showing up every single week and you have the resilience to fight for it, where you're like, can we cross the line? That'll come up in the later weeks. That'll come up when they hit match week 30, for right. example. Match week 32, end of, end of April. When you're really starting to get into that, then the, then the championship pedigree might play into a thing. But the fact is, Arsenal have had ample opportunity to blow it. Last yeah. season, they would have. Last season, they don't come back against Bournemouth like that. Right? No, Last season, they don't, come back, they don't come back against Villa like that. Totally. Last year, they don't, they don't do those things. And this year, what they're doing is even when they're down and they're down bad, they find a way to win. And that and is so, absolutely have the disheartening for it's everybody like, who dislikes Arsenal. Yeah, they and they do it with with a just a kind of a certainty. It's like, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. We're, we're still going to win. They don't do it in a way that's where they're fighting for everything, every single minute. And, and they are, but I, I don't know if you know what I mean here. It's They don't look... <laughs> Like they're fighting, but not convincing. They're right. fighting knowing that they're going to win. And that's a very mm -hmm. different thing mentally. You you go in there knowing that it's okay. We're doing a lot. Don't worry. We're, we're going to score three, maybe even four, like they did against Villa. It's not like they, they're dying with their every lost breath because they're too nervous about losing, you know, the losing this gap to see. It's like, don't worry, guys. We're just gonna shrug this off, beat, win this match, and balls back in City's court. It's it's Bro. so annoying. And the fact that they have different heroes coming up every yeah, week. Yeah, that's big. That's that is stuff of champions, that's big. bro. Because you're looking at like Jorginho with a freaking screamer, like top of the box bar down in the 90th minute against Thing, and you're like, what the? Yeah, Reese Nelson and then comes on. Reese Nelson comes up. Like these are not the stars of the team. We're no. not talking about Bukayo Saka, who scored in the 90th minute to deliver, to come clutch again for his team. We're talking about just other players throughout the squad, right? Zinchenko scored his first Premier League goal to mount that comeback yeah. against Villa. You know what I mean? Like, bro, what the hell are we talking about here? And I think the other thing is the conviction with, with, with which they play decisive balls is commendable as an understatement. The, they're just like, it's not inshallah. It's not cross it in and hopefully... No, everything is with intention. It's like, that's the ball that's going in and we're going to score from that. Yeah. The corner, the, the intent that Odegaard puts behind the corner is like, oh, Arsenal are going to come back now. They're going to score. And they do. Yeah, that's very that's true. that's stupid. 
That's nothing, ridiculous. Nothing bro. is wasteful. No, no, very, very few teams in Europe, even City, bro. They put in a cross. City have never scored from a set piece, bro. I swear <laughs> to God. City have never, ever, ever scored from a corner kick, bro. Since there have been the club. literally since company left. Company and Yaya Torre days were the last days that City scored that from is, a set piece, bro. I, I seen, I've seen Laporte score one. Let me think. I think Ruben Diaz once scored one, but it was from a, a cross. It, it wasn't right. from, a, it wasn't from a corner. I th- genuinely think we've scored one goal <laughs> from a corner under the Pep regime since since thing left, bro. Because that's just not where we're strong. Arsenal, they're 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 really Always. decent at set pieces, by the way. Yeah. On corners, it's like Arteta went, "Hmm, City are bad at this. Why don't I devote some extra attention towards set pieces?" And they do, and they it's because they've got Shaka, they've got Party, they've got uh, Saliba is pretty big. You know, like they they've got the guys that can tower over you and. Right, hit at the back post. So, and it adds true. conviction, bro. It yeah. adds fear because listen, bro. And I say this as a city fan. When City have a corner, I don't ever expect City to score from a corner, ever. Right. Never just once. Like, I'm like, oh, we're putting in the cross. Right. It's just like, okay, let's just recycle the possession and try yeah. to put in something else because it's like, oh, that's never. <laughs> we're never going to score. When Arsenal have a corner, when they're down two 0 it's like, oh, this could be it. And I think the other team knows that. I think whoever they're playing goes uh shit. yeah they prepared for it knowing that this could happen and it still happens and it still happens bro so why aren't they the best team in the land when they're the top of the premier league they're in a very competitive title race they're in europa league they've lost three games they had they had a bad spell in february which to me takes them out of the conversation for the two best teams in europe because the two best teams in europe is Don't the, slip. the team in the best form in europe and the best team in Europe. That's that's how I have the best two, uh, the, the top two teams, the Understood. top of the power rankings. Understood. Okay. Okay. And then if if that is an okay place to leave Arsenal for a second, can we move to yeah, let's number two? What's num- who's number two? Because I think I know who's number one. And everybody and number, should know who's number one. Everybody should know who's number one. Uh, number two is Borussia Dortmund. Okay. Who, when I drafted this list, Dortmund w- were first because Dortmund are the best team of 2023. Really? Dortmund are the best team of 2023 because Dortmund are 10 0 and 0. Dortmund have That's won every single game. 30 points from 30, bro. Bayern Munich in their last 10 games, by the way, 6-3-1. and one. <laughs> Dortmund are 10-0-0, dude. That's unheard of. I, they're winning every game. They have infinite attacking options, by the way. Like, just in terms... They have, like, eight attacking options to choose from. Right. So you pick any three of them. That's infinity. I don't care. Do the math. That's infinity <laughs> options. They have infinite options for what their squad could be and it works unlike chelsea who have infinite options and they can't figure it out uh thing are like no we have our impact bino gittens and mukoko can come off the bench we have the comeback stories like julian branch who's in the form of his life like sebastian haller who's back right from 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 cancer we have the marco royce coming to the end of his contract in like what could be his final season here for Dortmund if he doesn't re-opt that would be such a nice story Dortmund are surging and yes they are tied on points with Bayern munich at the top of the league and Bayern Munich are not in great form. But I think the important thing with Dortmund here is they are finally outscoring teams and winning. Because yeah. forever the culture of the club was, we will concede, but we will score. That, that was always what they tried to do. Now they're like, what if we didn't do that? What if <laughs> what we if scored we a concede? lot and just tried to not concede? What a concept, concede? What a concept, bro. Like, imagine that. And it's to like, think, before Ed and Terzic, bro, just they limit. never thought of that. <laughs> Like he he brought to the club score and don't concede. Edin Terzic, bro. I think that this is maybe the best Dortmund side we've seen in ten years because Dortmund are woefully inconsistent 
almost every year. They're thrilling. They're awesome. My favorite right. team to watch, but they're horribly inconsistent. Where normally, if you're looking at Dorman's last 10 games, it'd be five and five. Five, oh, and five. That is very true. Five yeah, wins, yeah. Five wins, five no losses. Draws. All yeah. were four, three. They won four, three. They lost four, three. So they won four, three. They lost four, three. That's what it was. Now, Dorman are smashing. It's the and most consistent the way, Dorman side since Klopp's Champions League final. Like, has to be. Literally and, and I mentioned before, uh, the, the one player who I, who I left out was, of course, Mr. Champions League, Jude Bellingham, bro. Yeah. The dude. Bro's captaining the side. He's so good, man. He's so good. He's definitely on for a move next season, like next summer. Oh, I but, wonder. But it's it like the guy is is massive head on young shoulders. Yeah, just to be able to just go out and and lead the team to 10-0-0 and consistently pushing Bayern Munich for for the title. I'm sure Marco Royce is proud of him because it's it's crazy how good this guy is. You don't even he's so good that you just forget to bring his age up because it it, remember when Kylian Mbappe was doing his thing. He's like, no, it's forget that he's good for this age. Kylian Mbappe is now the like the leading goal scorer in PSG's history. I think. Drew Bellingham is, is there. You just don't bring up his age because he's surpassed the compliments of, wow, he's doing this at 19 years old. He's now one, literally one of the best midfielders in the world. And there's nothing anyone can say about that. You know, it'd be cool. What? What if Dortmund retired his jersey when he left? And they, <laughs> he it's just that he became at every, the single reti- club. every single club that he goes to, they retire the jersey as soon as he leaves. Like the impact that he has is so great. That no matter how long he was there for, no matter his age, he will have, before he turns 20, he will have retired retired. jerseys at two clubs. Dude, that would just That move by Birmingham City looks better and better as the days go on, eh? They could have aged so badly, but they were like... We were all laughing. Meanwhile, Job, his brother Job, has such big boots to fill. They're like, so Job, 17 now, when are you going to make your move? He's like, I don't know. I'm not yeah, your brother player. was captaining us in the championship at that age. So, <laughs> yeah. You know. Brother, literally, bro, your brother made this club so much damn money, bro. What <laughs> a freaking player! And I think that, I think Dortmund are rightfully two here because they're in a very competitive Bundesliga title. The the most exciting title race in Europe, I might add, is the Bundesliga and this two horse race between Dortmund and Bayern, and they play each other in April, like the first weekend of April. These two sides are going to meet. So if you assume it's a big match, Dorman might have the edge by then because Dorman's form is far better and they will lose eventually because it's impossible that they just win every single game. They're not slowing down, dude. Yeah. They can knock Chelsea, they can dump Chelsea out of the Champions League now. Oh, they will keep winning domestically and Dorman just keep pushing. But the problem is Dorman can't be the number one team of the power ranking because Dortmund are unfortunately just not called Napoli. Yeah, if Dortmund were called 100%. Napoli, bro, we can make a different case. If they were but called Napoli, Napoli and played in Italy in in light blue, and they had a Georgian and a Nigerian in their attack, they would be number one. They would definitely be number one because Napoli. I don't care that they lost two games, bro. I know that they lost to Lazio yesterday. I know they lost to Inter at the start of January. They're also four hundred points clear at the top of the league, <laughs> and I don't care. They're the favorites to win the Champions League too. Nobody has an identity margarita pizzas on the pitch. Like that's how that's that's how comfortable they are. They're just getting Neapolitan pizza deliveries on the pitch, and they're like, anybody want to? On little scooters, the pizza guys are coming on their little scooters. (laughs) Ding ding, ringing the bell. Hey Victor, fancy some pizza, mate? (laughs) Bro, it's the secret sauce. It's in the pizza. It's in the Naples pizza sauce. That's what it is. Yeah. 
Napoli are the best team in Europe, bro. Straight up. And I don't care if they lost two games. I know the 12 games that they've played, they've won nine, drew, drawn one, and uh, and lost two. But they have the strongest identity in Europe. They have the best chemistry in Europe. They have the best duo in Europe. And I think they're the most feared team in Europe right now. I don't think that they have a ceiling. Mm. Weirdly. Like, I, because I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're going to try to get... I don't know if they're going to, yeah, this season, okay. I don't know if Napoli are going to be a team that tries to go for a hundred points in the Serie A or if they're going to go, hold on, pump the brakes. Let's rotate the squad a little bit. Cause we actually have pretty decent players to rotate here with. And let's say, Hey, why don't we try to win the champions league? <laughs> because Does to be honest, both? Scudetto champions league double. That would be sick. Scudetto champions league double with a hundred points. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Mad absolutely preposterous did they lose are they out of the cup yeah yeah they lost they ah they yeah. could have won the treble and centurions bro that would have been insane that would have been only second to leicester winning the prem the greatest yeah, 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 yeah. of all time something yeah. yeah something about that man insane they're they're just they're crazy bro and they're the the thing is they're the best team in europe like i understand that 2023 power rankings they're not as good on form they haven't picked up as many points as some of the other teams have listed I don't care. Napoli are the team that did blitzkrieg the front end of the season, came back and have been on pretty similar form since then, to be honest, Mm -hmm. where they're so far ahead in their domestic competition that it doesn't actually matter if they lose games because they're not in a title race. Yeah, they can lose a few more. This is like when PSG was so comfortable in the league that it didn't really matter if they slipped. And I think they're going to beat Frankfurt again. I actually think, bro, believe it or not, I think they might rest some players against frankfurt dude i think they might rotate it in there because they're like so hey bro we cooked we cooked them and they're gonna destroy them That's so the second like, this was supposed to be the most competitive fixture and napoli went yeah 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 cool 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 we're the best team in europe the second leg of the champions league knockouts just like okay when you have just a 2-0 advantage no bro i think they're gonna i think napoli are going to convincingly beat them again mm-hmm and then I think that whoever Napoli draw next is going to be trembling in their boots because they're going to be like, 100%. like, damn, I don't want to play that. And Mina, that's actually brings us to our honorable mentions here, which I have two tiers I know, of honorable you left mentions. someone out. Well, I have my honorable mentions in terms of teams that I'd like to recognize the form of of 2023, but I actually have a whole subdivision here called Big Guns Missing. Yeah. Because if you noticed, Mina, in my top 10 best teams in Europe of 2023, I did not list... Bayern Munich. I did not list Real Madrid. I did not list PSG, and I did not list Manchester City. I noticed all four, five of them. Four? These are pretty Those notable are absences, yeah. dude. Yeah, I was waiting for for City. I was waiting for Madrid, and I kind of figured you wouldn't put Bayern, to be honest, because I don't think on form Bayern is one of the best teams. Now, this is not a list of biggest teams in Europe right now. This is a list of best teams in Europe right now. So I understand the omission of Bayern. Right now. That's where I the asterisk you... has to be. Don't put it on best. Put it on right now. Yeah. Best teams in Europe right now. That's true. Right now. Even That's though the they're answer. joint top, which is what the argument would be, is I just don't think they're convincing. But how come no Real Madrid, no Man City, especially Man City, I'll tell you when you take into account, you know, the Portos, the Union Berlins, the, the other teams. Man. So let's go through it. Let's be real. If City played any team in this top in this top 10 list, City win nine of them, probably on a good day. Yeah, yeah. probably eight, 
minimum, yeah. I'd say. Right? Like, okay, City have really lacked conviction and in 2023 in particular have felt super unstable. Now, City still pick up wins when they do. 15 games played, 10 wins, two draws, and three losses. That means in one third of the games that City have played in 2023, they haven't won. For Man City to not pick up that's, that's wins right. yeah. in 33% of their fixtures is colossal. And the fact that City are Manchester City, that weighs way more for me in terms of where they list. Because to be honest, bro, the bar's higher. The bar's higher. Like, they're, Union Berlin would not beat Manchester City. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Almost everyone. Did City on beat Leipzig, bro? Uh, yeah. No, they didn't. City are lacking conviction very, very often. And I think that sometimes it's a little bit like City like to just toy around with their opponents a little bit too much. And they've lost that decisive edge. I've done like what? How long? If we add up the minutes for the uh, past couple of weeks and how many times I've laid out what the hell's wrong with City and the chemistry and the altered, like the system being mirrored and the inverted fullbacks mm-hmm. and the new formation and you know, getting Holland more involved and determining the right wingers and Foden coming back to form is absolutely massive, right? And the center backs, the yeah, injury list that we've had. Form in a good time. There's a ton of things to, to talk about with Man City. But if you said, are Man City one of the 10 best teams of 2023? The, the answer is no, bro. They're not. They're, they're not. If Man City won 15 of 15, yeah, City are top I of would, the list. I would In most years, City are top of the list. But City have lacked conviction. And on this list here that I've put for all of them, you know, the theme that I've that I've pointed out time and time again is consistency over quality. Man City have all the quality in the world, but they do not have that consistency or conviction right now. And I think when you're making a power rankings list, that is very, very important to consider. And and we can talk about City before I go through the other ones, but just real quick. Real Madrid have lost four times in 2023. PSG have lost five times in 2023. And Bayern Munich have dropped points in 40% of their fixtures. Yikes. Just by the numbers, yes, you're, these teams are all better than the teams that I've put in this list. And to be honest, if I wanted to go with the 10 best teams in Europe and just organize them, that would have been a different version of the power rankings. Right. That's not what I chose to do here. What I chose to do here was consider form in 2023 and then rearrange those based on pedigree and, and you know who they lost to and quality of opposition and everything else. I think that's sound. I think the argument that you that you make is is sound, but I think um, what the team is capable has a lot to uh, what the team is capable of in addition to form is very important as well. So I just don't. I would actually factor that against them to be honest. What they're capable of and what they're not doing, I would say, actually doing, argues yeah. on behalf of them not cracking this list. I actually agree with you. What City's capable of is winning fifteen games in a row. We've seen it. They've won leagues before doing yeah. it. That is not what they're doing now. City are dropping points at an alarming rate. Even, bro, against Forest. Against Nottingham Forest. Zero excuses. Just tidying things yeah, up here and there. Yeah, with 20-something shots. Against Leipzig, bro, they should have destroyed Leipzig. In the first half, they had ample chances to put that game right. to bed, and they didn't. And then they ended up tying. And a tie for Man City in the Champions League in the first leg, that's a loss. That's what I do put in City's favor, though, is how convincingly they beat Arsenal, which is third on your list. They pulled up the pedigree. They pulled they, up that pedigree card. That was but convincing. That only was for them like to drop points to every side. other week. I understand that, but I, I would put City, if you don't want to put them in the top five, I get that because it's difficult to shift anyone from the top five based on based on that argument. But right. I would not entertain the idea that, that Porto's 
doing better than City because I think right league pedigree also plays a role here, right? A hundred percent. No disrespect to to the Portuguese league. It's it's definitely one of the best technical leagues in Europe, and it's, it gets slept on. But again, I think City's consistency in the Premier League means more than Porto's consistency in in the Portuguese league. So even if you want to put, them I would in entertain team, that. I would also put City ahead of Inter Milan. But but I understand the points that you make um, based on the criteria that that made you construct this list so if you do want to keep that criteria the same and as strict i would definitely slide city minimum 10 minimum because i i know what you union berlin's been doing but guess what union berlin is third in the bundesliga where now it's pretty much a two-horse race between Bayern and dortmund mm-hmm. i'd still put city ahead of union berlin because city is second Yes, they're trying to they're trying to get their act together to fight for the for the league, but they did beat the league leaders who are sitting in third on this list. Right. I'd slide them in there for sure. You know what, bro? Can anybody argue against integrity for me? Like we could argue as a dumb take. We could argue, I want people to message me and be like, bro, that was stupid. And you can't. Can yeah, anybody say I don't have integrity though? No. They that's, can't. That's, that's Why? what the show is built on. I omitted dude. my own team. Who I would say probably if we're going to just, if we considered, if we leaned more into the best side rather than the right now side. So you definitely make the top three. City are a top, yeah, minimum. Like top yeah. five, minimum. Forget 10th, bro. City are city are definitely better than Porto, Union Berlin, Atletico Madrid, Inter, and Benfica. 100%. For sure. Because City would beat all those teams. But City would beat Nottingham Forest. And City would beat Spurs. And they didn't. And they would beat Southampton. And they didn't. And they would win the Derby. And they didn't. Like, there's a lot of games that Man City should have won in 2023 that they didn't. And that stuck with me, especially as a City fan, to say they're lacking conviction. And in 2023 in particular, if I'm looking at who's the best in 2023, who has been the best so far in 2023, I can't say that City have been great, to mm. be honest. But if City, it doesn't, it wouldn't have taken much for that to change. If City won against Leipzig and City won against Nottingham Forest, well, all of a sudden, they've won their last like eight games in a row. Then I'm like, well, yeah, City are there. Then I can overlook the one bad week where they lost to uh, to Southampton and to United, and then we lose to Spurs all the time. Yeah, because so uh, again, you can lose a derby. You can lose. Obviously, Spurs is it's so annoying how consistently they they beat. Like even for me yeah, as a United, stupid. I, I don't like seeing Spurs beat City because it. It dampens how big of a win we like right. United against City. It devalues it for everybody else. Yeah. Like, oh, Spurs it's get like, me. Oh, know? for fuck's sake! Like it devalues the result for everyone else. That's exactly it. But yeah, it, the 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 Nottingham Forest Leipzig results, um, the the other draws that you, you've been picking up, are what I think is concerning for the rest of the league that doesn't want to see Arsenal win the league. I think it's those kinds of results that are like, okay, well, this is an easy must win for City. So they're going to pick it up and they don't. So they yeah. get two points dropped and, and it's, there's been some upset apples in the cart at CE. Um, one's been shipped off to Bayern. The other one might leave. So it's, it's very weird to see CE without consistency because they built their, their entire reputation under Pep under consistency. Um, and everybody's waiting for them to pick it up and, and they, they just haven't yet. But again, for everything that I laid out before, I would definitely slide them in minimum ahead of 
Berlin and um, Porto there. Completely fair. And I'm not going to make an argument as to why. City. Like when I put, I knew that this would spark a discussion, obviously to leave Van City off of a course. top 10 list. I wanted that. I wanted people to be listening to this list as I hit three and two and be like, yo, Yo, where's Man City? Where, like, yo, somebody's being left off. Alex is going to be so upset that... Alex, man. Man. Yo, Hassan is going to text me. He's going to be like, bro, yeah. you're stupid, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's okay. Because you know what? If we recorded this episode a few weeks later and City won against Leipzig and won against Palace and won against Burnley, well... All of a sudden, I'm heard... top five again. You know? All of a sudden, I'm like, hey, Man City have picked up their form because they would have corrected... That's it. it's, it's a live list it's not right. it's not a snapshot it's it's constantly changing yeah and i think the other thing with the big guns missing bayern munich and psg are favorites to win the champions league i left them both out that's crazy are they still Wait, favorites to win the champions league because then you're just factoring in i don't know no napoli napoli are currently the best side be. in europe napoli are who i'm gonna back um bayern munich i can't wait for the second leg to see how that unfolds because yeah. psg had a very important win like psg's comeback to form because they've lost five times in 2023 and i thought that was significant and i still do think it's significant when considering the best ones but the fact that they won against Nantes yesterday in an impressive way where it wasn't always going their way and they they, they turned it around for themselves yeah and in le classic where they beat marseille and against lille where they won 4-3 like these are important significant reminders of what psg is capable of doing and how they should be approaching games i don't think byron care though i don't i don't think, think byron give a shit. especially with psg have to have to come out all guns blazing for this next match but that's what they have to do yeah the kryptonite to byron munich is the speed like bro utilize that burst them freaking blitzkrieg them run fast balls over the top and mape sprint blitzkrieg i know Kimi's unavailable Redemption. <laughs> I, know Redemption. <laughs> I know that Hakimi won't be available for selection because of ongoing legal issues, but like Nuno Mensch, like bro, use the left side of your pitch a lot. Use right. Mbappe, use Nuno Mensch, use any other player that you have who has pace to get at Bayern Munich. Because if you're gonna try to play through them in the middle of the park, you're gonna lose. Yeah, 100%. And PSG need need to turn that around. Uh yeah. and Bayern yes, Munich have just not been that impressive result. in 2023. So I don't feel that bad about leaving them out, even though they're top of the Bundesliga, just because, again, in 2023, Bayern Munich are expected to win every game. They're expected to have Dortmund runs. They've allowed Dortmund to go 10 in a row and catch yeah. up to them because they've dropped points in 40% of their fixtures. Yeah, normally they're the ones that go 10-0 and in the league. So right. the fact that they're not doing that and it doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon is, is weird. It's straight up weird. It's like the you don't understand what's not clicking for them because against the majority of the Bundesliga, they're they're supposed to be winning. Yeah, exactly. Their All tough right, game so should be twice against Dortmund, and that's it. If that, that's what it should. Be. they smash them anyway. Because because they have Leipzig and and that's still a difficult game, but Bayern usually win those games. You still have the Frankfurt Mönchengladbach, so those are always possible banana skins that Bayern usually right. get through, but they're just not doing it this season. Oh, and they've been wildly inconsistent the entire year. So it's like good for them that they're yeah. back on top. And if they could still win it, they'll have overcome a lot, but Bayern can be got at, and this is the time to do it. Uh, the other one is Real Madrid. Obviously Real Madrid have played 17 games, which is a lot of games, mm -hmm. but they've lost four of them. Now Real Madrid 
to be honest, could still probably be everybody's favorites to win the Champions League. It wouldn't surprise me. Bayern Munich, yeah. or excuse me, Real Madrid not being on this list feels weird because they did go 11, 2, and 4. But the thing is, bro, 2 and 4. That's 6. So this is... You know, <laughs> 2 plus 2 understand. Like six out of 17 games, they've they've dropped points in. That's a big deal, bro. And I think that the fact, and yes, you cater it to Champions League, you cater it to different competitions. I'm, I'm, I fully understand that. I can't say Real Madrid have been, well, to be honest, they can't even replicate the form they had at the start of the season. That doesn't mean they won't win the Champions League. That doesn't mean they're not the best, the, the team that's going to, you know, turn it around. I yeah, I think do. we speak again around semifinal time, and this changes yeah. wildly. I think this list Let's changes wildly like. based on on whatever where yeah. everyone's at in the semifinals. Based on what happens in the next round of Champions in Europa yeah. League, this list could change completely. But the power rankings I felt needed to be updated as we recap like the second month, basically. Like we're two months and we just saw eight yeah. weeks basically of games. What do we think? Um, honorable mention also to Juve, who have the exact same record as Inter, who I just picked up some points. Picked up some points. Also, fifteen point bet. So sorry, <laughs> you, you do not get any credit from us. Um, the the actual honorable mentions that I wanted to have for teams that I could not, in good conscience, justify putting onto a top ten list when I've already omitted the likes of Man City and Bayern and PSG and and Real Madrid. Feyenoord are also undefeated mm. in twenty twenty three. Okay, at the top of the Dutch league, thirteen games played, nine wins, four losses. I think they're having a grand old time out there. And hey, the let's Netherlands. go, Robin van Persie. Nice. <laughs> and I can't, I can't say with certainty that, like my exposure to Dutch football, I'd imagine is the same as most people on planet Earth, which is Champions limited to say, the best, to say the best. Yeah, but they have, I think, I think Feyenoord have Shakhtar in the yeah. uh, round of sixteen Europa. Dude, that'll be a fun game to watch. That'll be a nice game. And they haven't lost, so I'm like, you know what, bro? Like, I can't, I can't, in good faith, take the caliber of the Dutch league and put them in my top ten here. But for an honorable mention, what a sign. Yeah, another one was. Uh, I'm complaining about that. Another one was Rim. Is that, by is Will, that the Stills, Will Still? Yeah, Will Still, bro. Who they, and they, they, they still did play lose the one fine game. every game he plays. Every game, or every game football, he surely everybody has to have heard this story by now. This dude got his managerial start playing football manager. Now manages a team in France, who are seven, five, and one in their last thirteen Crazy. games played. In 2023, they've only lost once. They that includes draws against PSG. That includes a seven-one or a seven-nil victory right at the start of 2023. And their coach doesn't have a coaching license, so they have to pay a fine every single time that he lines up on the <laughs> touchline, which is ridiculous. You know, it'd be funny. You know what? I think it would be hilarious if they did one time because well, he doesn't have a coaching accreditation. If the security just like tackled him, like he was a pitch invader, <laughs> and they escorted him out, and he's like, well, "Bro, the coach of the team, like, no, no sorry, you bro, you're technically eligible to work, bro." You are, yeah, you are not allowed to be here. How, how is this the case? Because this is literally fraud. This is illegal. This like he does not have a license to work, and he's working, and he's pumping to work. But any other any other industry, this does not get allowed. Like it, imagine this was a doctor, and he just keeps going and saving <laughs> lives, right? Like he's, he's like, bro, I've been doing surgeries online for my entire life, bro. Like you know, what the, you know how much research I've done. Like people have been getting better, but. You're not eligible to practice here, bro. Like, you would get deported so quickly. You know what it is, bro? I got one. I got one. You know who it is? Ooh. It's uh, Jeff from Community. He was a lawyer without a law degree. <laughs> and now he had to go to community college to go get it. So this dude's going to have to sit through the UEFA coaching certifications at a stupid desk that's been graffitied. 
Like there's an entire show about that called Suits, where it was literally yeah. fraud, where he was employed <laughs> with no right. But he's like, no, I know what I'm doing. The last one here that I wanted to give honorable mention to is Brighton. Yeah. Zerby Ball is in full swing, bro. Seven wins, two draws, and only one loss in the last 10 games played, bro. Brighton are After cooking. They're the manager that started the, the season with them. So Right. And uh, it doesn't matter who their manager is. Nope. They're just like, nope, we're going we're gonna gonna to destroy Liverpool the whole every time. time we play. Yeah, we're just going to money ball the league. We're going to destroy Liverpool every time we play. Kaoru Mitoma is going to make a name for himself. He's crazy. Evan Ferguson is going to make a name for himself. Yeah. You know what happened? You know Moises Caicedo got a new contract? I know. Until 2027, I, think they I saw that. I think, I think they put in a release clause. or Not a release clause, but a, basically a clause that says, like, if somebody bids on you, we have to let you go. Because You know why they had to give him a new yeah. one, dude? Why? Dude was making 3,000 pounds a week. That was his wage. Ooh. Are you kidding me? No, what that was his wage. He was he was one of the five lowest paid players in the Premier League Buddy. up until he signed that new contract. That's and insane. I think what they did, I think what Brighton did was um, adjustment for salary, basically. I, well, I think what they said was, oh, who was the guy who did who just had to retire at Brighton? Enoch Mwepu. They said, yeah. all right, listen to Mwepu because Mwepu had to retire. He was, he was a very similar like profile player, right? Like a heavy runner, right? High pressing, um, you know, mover in in the center of the park. Who had to retire at 24 because he had a heart problem. And I think they said to Kaiser, I'm going like, to go to Christian Harrison's doctor. <laughs> Just need the pacemaker, bro. You'll never yeah, die. That's it. But they said, I think they said to him, listen, boys, it's like, dude, you're making like 10K a month, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you, you might re- at any moment here, you could retire. So it's like, here's the deal we're going to strike with you. We're going to offer you a new contract. You're going to get some real Premier League money. We're going to extend you for a long way. And he's like, but I want to move to Arsenal. I want to move to Chelsea. I want to move to all these clubs that want me. They go, we'll, we'll let you leave. We'll, we'll let you leave. Four number. We'll just, uh, let's just, you know, That's we the can thing negotiate though. a deal. Brighton we can get a big number. number. And then, yeah. They have a number for every single player at the club. If, if that number is met, I don't know. I don't, only they know the number for right. each player. If that what do you think the number would be for close. him then? 17 million. I think I they think can't. So I think if like fair price for Moises Caicedo is 50, 45, 50. But no, I, 45 is low. Not in no, today's market. 45, 45 50. I think if they actually get 70, they will, they will, they can't deny that. Right. Like they, yeah. they can't deny that it's, it's a great offer. They have to take it. You can't say no. And that's it. But I think fair, I fair value is 45 to 50. But it highly depends on who's calling. Because if that I think that's low. Phone, yeah. If that phone call starts with a Manchester on it, if it's either City or United, if that city is on the like caller ID, instantly upset by fifteen million. So, well, dude, even if it's like depends. Spurs, if it's Liverpool, if it's Chelsea, bro, I think I think the fact that he no, can Spurs only don't really negotiate, go man. to Spurs is like this is our final offer and and that's it and that's why they don't get all of the players that they want. Yeah, that's why nobody goes there. Yeah, I think what they can do is basically say like we're not picking up the phone for less than 60 but his services will be in demand by multiple clubs that's so you're gonna make a bidding war for us but benchmark is going to be 60 and in today's game with his skill set listen he has limitations but he also has tremendous potential like the what he could be is angolo Conte 2.0 that's -hmm. what i view his ceiling as like maybe slightly below because angolo Conte is one of the greatest ever so i don't want to say he could be the next greatest ever in that position but that's how I view his skill set. And I think when you look at the impact that N'Golo Kante has on a team when fully fit, I think every club, like, bro, look at, look at Spurs. If you're Tottenham, you're like, oh, my God, we can play with the two-man midfield with this guy. 
<laughs> yeah. We need him. If you're Arsenal, you're like, oh my God, we could play with a two-man midfield with this guy. <laughs> we need him. Right? Like for almost any club, you could look at it and be like, okay, listen, if it's a pivot, if it's a three, if it's a two, it doesn't matter because he can occupy all of the space in the world and make teams make mistakes because I think he can still add a lot to his game. So I just want to put him on the two man midfield. Nah, man, him and put and Hoybier. Yeah. Him and Hoybier, just to be these two little menacing players who don't actually control the game, but just make everybody else hate playing in the center of the park. I love me so anyway. How do we get on Moises Caicedo? Oh, yeah, we we're talking about, we're Brian. Talking about Brian. So anyway, yeah. That's the end of the episode, bro. Good for Brian. Yeah. Good for Brain. Good for Moises Caicedo. I'm not I'm not entirely money, offended bro. by your list. So uh, the only one that I that I was gonna argue is C. And that's it. I think yeah. the rest of the list you made good points as we'll, to we'll make City a wild card. We'll put City as a wild card. That's like I'll, I'll change them from honorable mention to wild card. <laughs> Basically be where do Man City fit into this list? Who do they replace? Because I feel right. like if we adjust it that way, it fits the parameters better. Because they're not an honorable mention. City are obviously one of the top 10 best teams in Europe. It's just by the by the logic that I approached it, I couldn't quite wedge yeah, them in and because i'm very close to the situation i also see mm-hmm. just I how that, i think that underwhelming it can that. be at times a hundred percent it does yeah so if we if we move city to a wild card and we just call it city knockout the 10th place team here maybe even the ninth place team but yeah where do we slot them in i think you're right to say minimum seventh yeah totally you know and just i think that's just it. i think you're four points away from from that and and the four points are Nottingham Forest and whichever other draw you picked up, you mentioned it, but yeah, Leipzig, yeah, not if, winning if the those, Champions League. If those if those two games ended very differently, City would have definitely been top Yo, five, top six. God forbid City go into this game against Leipzig and lose. Yeah, that's gonna be big. Then my that's then I'm spot on. Then I'm spot on. Yeah, then I'm like, nope, sorry, bro, can't do it. They got and the margin is that that thin. Yep. When you're at the top, bro, it's decided by very, very little. Like, you know, an inch is a mile at the top. And City have all to play for, bro. Right. Everything to lose. Everything and to Leipzig lose. have absolutely nothing to lose. Who's more dangerous? We, sh- we will see. We will see. Gotta be City, right? Come on, bro. Episode 185, we will see. Yeah, bro, I can't wait for the next one. Don't forget episode 200, eh? That's Because that's how we started all this, bro. You gotta work towards that favorite jerseys i'm going to give you the whole history of every single one of these jerseys the whole <laughs> lot bro we're going to do top five player jerseys top five memory jerseys top five style jerseys we're going to do just everything top fives and they're all going to be list in order because we don't do rankings i think you're here, capable bro. of doing top five ronaldo jerseys because i think you have five ronaldo jerseys oh i have more than if that not. i have you've the the, like the seven World Cup, have the united the, the united one. one you have one the two, euro the the euro 2016 three, one yeah so that's already four, four. there you got and the world cup one and, i think I one, which is five i think up there i got yeah. lots yeah you got you got plenty i'm gonna have to you know what that might you do, have bro? to have that seven ronaldo jerseys come on what, what's going I on i think i do i think i do Hilarious. i think you just can't see this don't one get one more corner don't here. get any more no i think what i have to do is based on how we determine like i can i can only pick like two Ronaldo jerseys to keep on this wall. One Portugal and one club. And then the rest I have to take down to make room for new jerseys. I can't yeah. have doubles. Yeah, I have two Kevin De Bruyne's on this wall. I got to take down one to make room for the next <laughs> one. I think that's what we have to start doing. True. Right? Just to make room on this wall. Because, bro, I'm out of, I'm out of space. I got no Yeah, 100%. Is that it, bro? Can we wrap it? Let's do it. It was a good Thank episode. Thank you, everybody. It was nice. Yeah. It was a really nice episode. I like doing it. Just uh, when you and I could just get in our rhythm here. 
Yeah. Because it's a lot of fun when we can do this. And we miss Joe. We still miss Joe, away. obviously. Joe's wonderful. Uh, and he was away today. He couldn't make it today. But that's okay. That's what we expect from Joe. Joe, the consistency. You know, we talk consistency over quality. Joe's got all the quality in the world. And we love him to death. He just doesn't crack the list every single week. Sorry, <laughs> Joe. Whenever you're back, bro, you let us know. And you jump right in. Guys, we hope you enjoyed episode number 184 of the Jersey Wall Podcast. As always, I've been your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, a.k.a. Master Chef Nate. And I'm congested at towards the end of this episode. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> I don't know where this came from, bro. I'm just it's trying to choke me out, man. I sound like I'm getting all choked up here, but it's just my own form attacking me, dude. It's okay. Are you okay? Don't cry. Yeah, no, I'm fine, man. I'm just, I can't breathe. God, okay. this is maybe we'll 2023. In the, in the power rankings. Power <laughs> <laughs> the power rankings, the 10 best teams in the world right now. Brethren, where can we find more from you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at MinaDocali98 and on Twitter you can find me at MinaFGali, but, you know, omit me for this week and, and come back when we win again. Boom. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, let me see where <laughs> I'm at. Um, okay, follow the Jersey Wall on Instagram at TJW Podcast. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos. You can follow me on TikTok at the Jersey Wall and on YouTube at MasterChef Nick. Boom. We got there in the end. Boom. Yes, and the link is in our description below. You can just click on that and find all the social links that you need to find. By the way, TJW Bytes, like what we're crossing six mil here. Yes, we TJW are. Bytes on TikTok alone, 5.9 million. And on Instagram, the reels consistently do like 15K views. So I'm I'm thinking, I don't know what exactly those are at, but I would say it's no less than 150,000 views on that. So I think we're we're over six million across all platforms. I already told you and my, my New Year's target was was 10 million for 2023. And I think yeah, I think yeah, I think we get that. that by end of Q2. End of Q, Q no pressure, Nathan. God. Yeah. yeah, let's say Q3. We'll bro. say like, Q3. Let's just say end of year. My, I've decided my <laughs> my goal. I was trying to lay out my objectives, like with the jersey wall. And uh, I'm just like, you know what I want to do, bro? You're like the new objective that popped into my head because it just felt like it could be a reality. What? The new objective for the jersey wall. If this happens, I don't care what else happens. I don't care. Like we can even retire it that day. TJW content across all platforms will hit 100 million views. Hey, that would be crazy. By the when it's all said and done. Yeah, that's when we sell it. <laughs> we're like a tenth of the way there, bro. We're like a tenth of the way there almost, right? We're like five, six percent of the way there, but like almost 10%. Right. Right. We're rounding up, and then that'll just be totally. it'll I mean, come. It'll take a long it'll time, come. but I'm 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 expecting exponential growth at the rate that we've done it over the past couple of years and over the next few as well. I think that it's attainable, bro. I think, I think that so too, it's man. not gonna be soon, so but I, that'll be the that's the long term objective. Somebody asks. What's what's the what's the objective of the Joyce Wall? Get my content to a hundred. I can't do a billion, but like a hundred million yeah, views. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, the the gap between a hundred million to a billion is is massive. People don't people don't know how hard it is to get that extra no, zero. No. That's a hundred million. How many times? A thousand. Uh, ten times. Sorry. Ten times. A hundred million. Ten times. Like yeah. Oh, no, can't do it, bro. Can't even do the math. Never mind, like, get the numbers, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Forget that. I was like, is it 10 times or 100 10 times? 10 times over, yeah. Anyway, guys, that's got to wrap it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. 185 is next week. Um, come back for it. We love you. We'll see you next time right here 